welcome back to the Amplified Word, brought to you by Christ Episcopal Church in Dayton, Ohio. It's a conversation and a deeper look at the lessons for the upcoming Sunday from the Women's Lectionary by Will Gaffney. We invite you to come along as we lift up the women of the Word. today's episode, we're taking a look at the lessons for Pentecost. Our lessons come from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 18, Psalm 104, verses 1 through 4, 10 through 15, and 27 through 30, the letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 14 through 27, and the gospel according to John, chapter 14, verses 8 through 17. Pentecost marks the end of the Easter season, and it is celebrated as the birthday of the church. The Holy Spirit descends upon the apostles who are gathered in a locked room, and suddenly they are filled with the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire land upon them, and they can speak in new languages so that they can go forward, bringing the message of Christ, bringing this message of resurrection, and of care for one another, and of compassion to the world. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Amplified Word for Pentecost Sunday. I'm the rector here at Christ Episcopal Church, Peter Holmeyer. I'm Mary Jane Plody, the program's assistant and postulant, and congratulations! We made it through Easter! The season, the season is wrapped up! Pentecost, which of course has are. the word pente in it for 50. Oh. We've reached the 50-day mark after the resurrection of Jesus with today's readings and today's celebration. Yeah. And something pretty remarkable and important happens in the church on this day that we celebrate. And that is the coming of the great Rush, the wind, the Holy Spirit, the advocate. Tongues of fire. Amen to all of that. This is a big day where um, we are all commissioned mm. to, you know, there's the Great Commissioning. Now, that's in Matthew, so it's a different text. But this right. is really a commissioning as well. Again, Luke, go, excuse me, Acts goes with Luke. Mm-hmm. And this is really the Great Commissioning event that you have right. in, in the Luke-Acts story here. For when the Holy Spirit shows up, watch out, friends. Be careful what you ask for. Oh, she will not be denied. Mm. Um, she, she's a, a tricky one sometimes. And it's always for good, but you oh, never really know what it's going to be. She's a wildfire. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, she's going to yeah. go where she wants and do what she wants with all of that. Mm-hmm. And things will not look the same after she's come through. Which is kind of awesome. You know what? Uh, we Absolutely. You've got to just get on board, because otherwise it's terrifying sometimes. (laughs) I think that one of the things that really draws me in about Pentecost and really sort of is foundational for my faith is that God needs things to not just continue to be the same. Yeah. Part of what, you know, the world is already good at the things the world is already doing. And some of those are useful, and a lot of them 
need、right? help. Yeah. So one of the great ro- ro- roles of the church, which、mm. historically it hasn't always filled, there's a lot of, you know,、um, critique that has some traction、oh, to、sure. it around the church's role as sort of a very conservative organization that's just in in positions of power, of power、yeah. or to support power and to mitigate, minimize,、uh, and control folks so that there's the minimum amount of change possible. Now that is. Certainly, the post-Constantinian church. That is not the earliest church. Oh, that, that is, is not the church of the apostles. That is not、That's、the not church、Acts. of the apostles.、And、That's not what you're getting. Not the church of this these stories, and that is not the church that Jesus or any of the gospelers imagined for us. What they imagined、mm-hmm. was this church where, you know, there's this incredible、uh, force, which is、yeah. this element of God, which is the Holy Spirit. And when it shows up, doesn't matter if doors are locked.、Hmm. Doesn't matter whether、nope. you had a plan for today already. Doesn't mean if you didn't, you thought you weren't going to go outside.、Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you don't even know the language of the folks you're supposed to go talk to. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is like the friend who pulls up to your house and says, "Get in," and you say, "What? Where are we going?、Right. You didn't tell me you were coming. Right? What are we supposed? What should I wear?" Yeah. Do I need to bring this? And they say, "Don't worry about. Get in the car." Right. And you take off, and you have no idea where you're going. Some- Sometimes that's how this works for the Holy Spirit. I mean, the prophets in the Old Testament, you get a lot of those where, absolutely, you know, Moses certainly left a lot of comfort、um, and went into a lot of uncertainty, and had a lot of people get really mad at him. Yeah, I, this isn't my plan. Is、um, certainly some version of that is portion of every one of the prophet's stories. I would say. Oh, for sure. Very early, fairly early on. Wait, what? <laughs> you want me to do what?、Like. And here's and, here's、yeah. the crazy thing about Pentecost. We're saying yes to that as an idea. Yeah, we're saying we want this. Right. We are、right. active participants in this. This is a life for us, by us, with us, and. And jumping in, right, and taking it up and saying, absolutely, where do I sign up? Yeah, and I think that one of the things that I always enjoy about Pentecost Sunday is that the language of the church is that this is the birthday of the church. Yeah, and I think that's worth talking about just a little bit because of how we tend to think about the church、mm-hmm. and. We, of course, at the time of Jesus and the time of that this event happened, there were no, you know, giant buildings with steeples on the corner that had been there、What? for two hundred years and had rung their bells. And you know,、um, the ministers had worn the exact same robes since you know time immemorial.、Um, well, they did, but they weren't Christian ministers at that point. Ooh. And、um, so the church, as it's really understood, is not about these physical manifestations.、Mm-hmm. So the birthday of the church is not really about the beginning of the buildings or the hierarchies or、mm-hmm. the structures or even dogmas of the church. The、right. birthday of the church is the day that the church gets about the business of what I described earlier in the Great Commission,、mm-hmm. and that we see a version of here, which is getting out and getting the word out. 
the spreading the word. The amplified word, baby. Here it is today. Time to get it out there. Uh-huh. I appreciated something you were saying, Mary Jane, as we were uh, getting ready, about how that is tied to a word which in Episcopal mm. tradition and a lot of sort of mainstream traditions is on a naughty list oh, for a yeah. lot of us. One that leaves us more than a little uncomfortable. Uh, the big word that starts with an E. Evangelism. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it just <gasps> sets our teeth on edge a little bit because it's been co-opted right. or because it's been used in a way that, yeah. that reinforces a lot of the, shall we say, less wonderful parts of Christian history. Right. right. Have Where, you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Sure. Story? That's definitely wrapped up in it. Mm -hmm. And so well, a lot of folks think that's sort of the definition practices. of what evangelism is. Yeah. yeah. And, mm -hmm. and okay, so if evangelism is spreading the gospel, right. does that include colonialism? Does that include, you know, oppression, converting people? It, it comes with some baggage, but at the heart of what evangelism is, friends, is this verb, this active part of spreading the good news. Right. And that good news is not simply, I know I'll say simply and it's like a huge miracle, not simply that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Right. That's a, that's a big story. Sure but that all of us are active participants in the life of Christ. Right, exactly. We are participants in the resurrection. We are participants in the building of the kingdom mm -hmm. that, that God envisions for us and that Jesus was teaching. That's what evangelism is. It is inviting people to participate and it, it's calling folks to, to the table that maybe don't even know what the, what what's happening over here um i like right. to think about the guy who you know drives around town with a megaphone just announcing things in yes. movies mm -hmm. the town crier maybe but that's that's it like what's happening and why should i want to be a part of it why should i care that's evangelism and it's it's all grounded in love it's all grounded in wanting to to bring christ to others it just we don't use that word because uh, it makes us uncomfortable yeah, and we, um, and also there's a piece of this which is about our corporate responsibility to each mm -hmm. other. We talked about this just our a little identity. bit. I, I yeah. like to, um, so there's a couple of major feast days in the church which, if you aren't sort of on the inside of it, you wouldn't think about them as being major feast days, but they are. And those are uh, the baptism of our Lord and Pentecost, the mm -hmm. one that we're on right now. So it's easy to kind of notice and note the ones that, oh, Jesus was born and this amazing miracle happened where Jesus was Comes resurrected. Okay, I get it why these are major feast days. Sure. But these other two, these two feast days that I'm lifting up here, I, I imagine them as being um, coupled to each other, sort of connected okay. to each other. Baptism, as we use it inside of the church, is a chance for an individual to be, say, yes mm -hmm. to living into a life which is every attempt we can make to be gospel-centered, and yep. that the community in that event very explicitly says, so that's the corporate group of folks that are gathered there, the church, if you will, 
that they will support that individual in mm -hmm. their growth and in their life in Christ. And Pentecost is a little bit like, so that so that's the day also that's tied, of course, um, to our to baptisms in general. Mm -hmm. But Pentecost really strikes me as sort of the day of confirmation. You know, yeah, it's, the, absolutely. it's the day where we've grown enough in the spirit. And these folks have had to live through not only being called and seeing Jesus baptized and watching his miracles and watching his teaching and following him to Jerusalem and then through the terrible events of Holy Week and mm -hmm. then the incredible miracle of mm -hmm. Easter. They've gone through all these events to give them the food, the sustenance, the wisdom that they need yep. to yep. be able to actually then beginning on this day, and this is why it's the birthday of the church, to go out and start to care for the world, the corporate responsibility of all of us yep. to yep. each other. Yeah. And so that's really an important day, friends, because the church is not an exclusive club. Amen. Right. Yeah. That's such an important thing to think about is yeah. we sometimes get bogged up we're bogged down, caught up, bogged down. We sometimes get bogged down with, well, who's a member? Right. What's our membership? Yes. Who are the people who are part of our church? Yeah. Who's a parishioner? And yes, those things are useful, um, but that that is not at the heart of what it is to to be gospel people, um, to be evangelists, to be sent as we are in Pentecost, um, yeah, it, the, I once heard it said to me, and I, I really appreciated it, that the doors of the church are as wide as every person who passes through mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. And you can use that for right. so many different contexts and situations in which sure. maybe we're thinking about the restrictiveness of, of the world or, or yeah. of church. But Pentecost is about helping people find their way to the doors so and that they can see that they fit absolutely it. and may i may i just add to that that the doors of the church are wide enough to let any of us out to preach the gospel amen well. these I are two-way doors this is not i mean this is again there's an aspect which it's that's not beautiful just inside. language but this is about the church is of the world um yes. it is not a separate thing from the world this kind of that kind of a dichotomy of you know what's spiritual and what's material what belongs to god and what has been you know it corrupted which, yeah. which goes back as far as the you know the patriarchs mm -hmm. is not good not theology new. and you can't see it in here and i do just um very quickly i think that one of the things i'm excited about listening to talk about the evangelism what are we doing is this is really Wonderful, because that is what this women's lectionary is about. Yes, it is. It's about bringing this story and this perspective that we maybe we miss, maybe we choose to ignore. Yep. Maybe we've never been told. Yeah. Um, it's spreading that good news, lifting up these stories. It is amplifying them. Right. And telling the stories in the language of the people that can mm -hmm. hear them. And Absolutely. some of those which Gaffney keeps lifting up for us. We haven't been telling it in their language. True. So this is a great day for the church always, but it's also a great day for inspiration. Mm -hmm. and an inspiration to, to make ourselves a little uncomfortable. Well, heck, if we don't do it, the Holy Spirit will. 
Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uncomfortable parts, where this happened, and what's going on in the text when we come back from the break. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of this week's episode of the Amplified Word. This is, by the way, our penultimate episode. I know. Just one more to come next week. So I hope you've been enjoying this as much as, well, I've enjoyed talking to Mary Jane. Yeah, we've we've been having a great time. I shouldn't say how much we've enjoyed talking to each other. I don't want to speak for you. We've been having a great time. So, so, you know, enjoy it. And, of course, as... um, I used to have to say to the teenagers when I was running the youth group, uh, whatever's on the internet lasts forever. Uh, for <laughs> you can reason, always go back. You can always go back. I'm sure there's nuggets go find in there that one. we didn't even recognize when we were talking yeah, absolutely, about Absolutely, for but sure. But speaking about the depth that you can raise out of the text, this uh, Acts 2 reading, mm-hmm. which is really the story of the event that we yeah. celebrate this day, What are you seeing in there, Mary Jane? All right. So we're taking a look at Acts, which is our first lesson for today. And um, to set the scene here, this is a time after the resurrection. It's been some time, perhaps 50 days. Um, (laughs) Sure, let's say that. Why not? Um, And a group of people, the apostles, and maybe others, not sure. I think this is actually, someone should Google this and drop it in as a note. I'm pretty sure that there's a Jewish feast day that fell 50 days after. I think it is, yes. Like Sakut or something yes, like that. Yes, I think that's and what I it is. I think it is actually 50 days. Sorry to interrupt you. No, but, but that would make sense. Yes. The naming would make a lot more sense. Right. And timing wise. So they're gathered already together in a community um, and they're sitting in a house. And just just so you know, the doors are locked. Right. Um, obviously they would have been quite fearful at this time because they were followers of Christ and the Romans were after them. Well, and the Jews too. Um, and they are living in this... They had a shortage of friends. Yeah, no. They're living in this time of, of fear and anxiety. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there is a mighty wind that fills this house where they're sitting and tongues of fire rest on each of them sounds painful actually uh yeah and i don't really mean that tongue-in-cheek a little bit but no it sounds painful sounds pretty oh we're talking about that discomfort right like at the very least yeah um and they are filled with the holy spirit and begin to speak in other tongues also don't you think they should have like gone to a concert at night then i mean you know they would have been all set up they would have been ready yeah as someone who they wouldn't need a lighter which i know shows my generation or their phone no lighter Uh, as someone who works as a barista and Mm. burns myself on 200 degree water Uh regularly tongues of fire don't sound particularly fun no um to be resting on me and oftentimes this is depicted with little flames above their head which i think is like really cute adorable is that yeah, what this looked like? They, it, it ends up looking in the pictures like the safety light on a gas stove. But yes. there's no reason to believe that's what it no. was like an actual person. No, yeah. uh, it sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are living in this uh, community together, isolated. Right. And all of a sudden, they're speaking all of these languages. And people notice these 
devout Jewish people notice this crowd and they're like, well, what's going on here? Because we know these guys, but now they're speaking in all of these different languages mm -hmm. and they're able to communicate to people who are from all over the Mediterranean. And th this is their commissioning. They are sent forward. They are sent forth to preach the gospel and to bring others into the church. It's really beautiful. And um, this passage also includes a, a quote from the prophet Joel, which is just uh, beautiful, you know. Yeah, even upon my slaves, both women and men, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. I mean, if ever there was a passage that says, yep. go forth, right. speak the good news, yep. and share it, mm -hmm. that's it. Joel said go. it, and we're just going to say it again in Acts. And that's Pentecost. And all of the answers are right there. Wow. I know. What are we going to do next week now that you've given us I know, all the I've answers? I know, I've given you all of the week. answers. My but I think goodness. this is such a, a wonderful for thing. Three years now? Just going to read this passage. You'll just read Acts chapter 2. Just going to reference <laughs> Acts chapter 2. But I think one thing I wanted to lift up, Peter, and yes, we, can, we can see what happens here, but I think it's really wonderful that they were already in a community. Mm. We talk mm. a lot. We talked a lot about this in this yes. podcast of how yes. God is using yes. us and, and reaching us yes. the way that we are already doing things. Right. And gathering as a community of faithful people is not a strictly Christian thing. Right. We right. know that lots of communities of faith do this and the Jewish people were doing that already. They had already established this community and the followers of Christ followed in that thread of we're a community. The apostles are a little group who gather and then they became a bigger group. And so they're already gathered. They're already celebrating. We've seen in other stories, you know, for instance, um, the great story of the road to Emmaus, right? Where sure. they break bread together. Yeah. We, we know that they are already a community and the spirit pours out upon the whole community and that's what we as the church seek to participate in right in community yeah i really thank you for that Keyword. you know the the holy spirit and this happens also this this set of readings has a reading from john mm -hmm. in it which is not as traditional as the gospel lesson at pentecost and it's a portion of Jesus's great discourse, which I could have a great discourse on the great discourse, but we'll save okay. that for another day. And I'll try to get to my point, which is it is used because there is a reference by Jesus after the last commandment. Mm -hmm. If you love me, you will keep my commandments to Jesus's promise to send the advocate, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, what I wanted to get to here is notice how he does that in community yes he, and then yes. again here in community where does the holy spirit appear to them does it appear to each of them while they're sleeping in their own bed which is not what would have happened at that time anyway while they're each individually in prayer separate from each other nope. while they're each doing their individual reading while nope. they're each doing their morning individual oblations no nope. it is a communal experience right and thus it becomes a communal practice, right? Of us 
gathering of us acknowledging the spirit, worshiping, yeah, praising God, serving others, all of this becomes something that we do together. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a characteristic of the Holy Spirit yep. that I believe we can lift out of this. Well, that really talks about our corporate mm -hmm. identity. And by that, I mean how we're in relationship, we're, how we're relational with, with yeah. each other. As a matter of fact, in case you ever aren't 100% sure about that, just go read the Nicene Creed. And the way it's divvied up, the way the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is defined, those are all corporate communal aspects mm -hmm. of how There's no God individual. Is. Yeah. This is, it's, we believe right. these things, um, and, and, and it is something that we do together. I think this will lead us really well into next week when we talk about Trinity Sunday, but I think you see community in the Trinity, right? These three persons. Yeah, that's right. And of course, I'm always teetering on the edge with some heresy when it comes to the Trinity. But Just, just say paraclesis and you're fine. That's always the thing to just there we throw go. in there. But throw in a big Greek word that's semi-appropriate that uh, and you can get away with anything. Right, with so point. you've got the Godhead, you've got well, don't get too far ahead of us. You've got the Son, you got the Spirit. They work together. What does that emulate for us? Right. Exactly. They exactly. all work together exactly. to renew the world. To exactly. like you said, we're not stagnant. We're yeah. we are always changing right. here on Earth. God is always pushing us in, into new places and, and to grow. Yeah, dynamic and, dance. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. the Spirit does that with us, and Christ does that with. Right. It's all. It's all a. a work together I think this I, is a great group project it, this is if you don't like group work well friends i don't either wow. but it's pretty tough to be a good christian and not be willing to participate wow. in group work um i think i've talked about this a little bit today in a couple other days but just want to make this point one more time and that is that we really have what seems like it's the beginning of this story of acts but this is understood to be you know, a two-part book that would have been read effectively from start to finish from Luke through the end of Acts. Mm -hmm. What that means is that the pivot, the hinge event, sort of the events that sort of make the turn from a world before the good news mm -hmm. to the world of the good news are found at the very end of, of Luke. So that's Christ's death and then resurrection and then if there's not a whole lot in Luke, there's a little bit about what that looks like. And then very quickly by chapter two of Acts, the coming of the you Holy are Spirit. There. This is the back end of the hinge event that changes yep. the dynamic relationship of who we are with and in God. Yep. And yep. we now become active participants in that. And as we move from the hinge, of sharing this text together, which we'll only be able to do for one more week, and into a place of living it into the world. It's wonderful to be reminded that the Holy Spirit travels mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. And if we're having trouble finding it, then you should go find some folks to talk to who yeah. are already inside of it. Absolutely. And then God is asking us, to tell the story in ways it hasn't been told before, just as it was in all these different languages on that day. Mm -hmm. And just as this wonderful, wonderful lectionary by Gaffney's allowed us to do, it's already there to the point you made. 
this is not created whole cloth. It is uh, the pieces are already there. It's yeah. a question of how of organizing them mm -hmm. and then in and then internalizing them and then sharing them. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Amen to that and amen to the continued work of the church and each of us being that church in the world. Look forward to sharing our last session with you soon. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Amplified Word. To learn more about the Women's Lectionary by Will Gaffney and our year-long formation programs, Women of the Word, we invite you to visit our parish website, DaytonChristEpiscopal.com. <laughs>